Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome back, everyone. Gaining momentum back for season three. I can't even believe it. I, first of all, I can't even believe that summer is over and we're launching into fall, but I'm so excited to be back with you, Abby. Me too. I cannot believe we're doing season three. And just so we're clear, like summer is not officially over for like another oh, right. two, three <laughs> weeks, I think. So let's not rush. Sorry. It. Sorry. I didn't mean to push things ahead in such an expedited way, but <laughs> it's like, you know, it's, there's a real feeling in the air right now. Like there's a, there's transitions at play. There totally is Phil Collins. There totally is. I can feel it in the air tonight too. I can feel it. Oh, I can (laughs) sing. I remember I got to, we're rusty. I can't sing songs. We don't have a, or maybe we can, we still have never looked into it. We don't know. We're amateurs. (laughs) We don't know. Maybe we can. Hey listeners, if anyone knows about copyright and songs, you let us know. (laughs) We could be singing on the air here. Cause three seasons in, we are still too lazy to Google this kind of stuff. Apparently. Yeah. Haven't Googled it. It's fine. (laughs) Um, um, well, welcome back, everyone. It's been quite a summer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been on hiatus, hi- 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 and I mean, we have tons to catch up on. We're going to try to keep it keep it concise, though, in our intro, because we've got lots that we want to talk about today within our topic, which is what, Abby? Back to school! Woo-hoo! Insert Adam Sandler from Billy Madison singing the back to school song. Right <laughs> but before we get into that, Abby, let's do a little debrief. How was how summer been? What's going on? Summer, summer, summer. <laughs> My memory apparently has gotten worse. Um, summer's it's been a, good. It's a season. It's a season in the year. Just in case you forget. Yeah. 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 <laughs> summer's been good and it's been long and it's been like fun and it's been not fun. And it's been all of the things as summer often is. Yeah, for sure. I think like half the battle with summer sometimes is expectation management. Mm-hmm, absolutely. We still come into summer. Maybe like it'll be interesting to talk about this in our conversation with back to school, but like with like kind of probably like childhood ideas of what summer is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, turns out as an adult and a parent, summer can also be just like a bit of a grind because yes. of the expectations. There are highs and then there are challenges. Yes. And I think part of it too, like you said, the coming in with the expectations, like, okay, it's summer. This is like going to be so much fun. And we're going to do all these things. And we have such a finite amount of time because we have between like the end of June and then going into September and we've (laughs) got to do everything possible. Yeah, And then like, we're in a pandemic and where you are has been on fire, literally on fire all summer long. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. there's been smoke where I am. And then there's just, you know, there's lots of stuff going on that mm-hmm. is out of our control. Yeah. And then that also, you know, you have to factor that into plan management and just yeah. life. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I was just having a conversation, a work conversation today. It feels like there's been a lot of like grief in the region this summer, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. because of, like you said, there's been lots of natural disaster and like community stuff. And there was like a couple of tragic accidents. And then of course, underpinning all of that is that we keep thinking we're get- making our way out of this nightmare of a pandemic. And then we're not. And then we're, they're like, Hey, have back. you met my friend Delta? Hey Delta, yeah. come over here. DV, come over here. <laughs> Let me introduce you to some folks. Yeah. So I think like expectation is the theme. Um, I, I'm, this is like silly, but 
and very privileged and privileged problem, but it's the first summer that I've worked in a number of years because previous jobs I've had were like school year based. Okay. And well, like for the last couple of years, I was working in a job that was like September to June. Mm -hmm. That was also like a bit of a adjustment, even though it's like so spoiled. Um, And even for my kids, it was an adjustment. Like my son, my oldest, I asked him like, what's it been like for you having me work this summer? Cause that's new. And he's like, he's been in tons of camps and all the kinds of stuff, but mm-hmm. he's like, I prefer when you're home. Oh, well, that's like, kind of nice though. Yeah. But it's like, oh, we just can't win. Parenting <laughs> is a nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> in, conclusion. Like, in conclusion, you can never win. Anything <laughs> you do has a downside. <laughs> so through it all. And especially the times when you had to stay indoors, what were you guys watching this summer? Ooh, good question. What was I watching or what were my children watching? Let's do first. What were you watching and listening to? And then what were you watching and listening to with your kids? So it's funny because we talked about this a little bit off off air, um, like a couple weeks ago, or maybe it was like yesterday. I don't know. Um, (laughs) But I'm having a really hard time with like new, like taking in new content. Mm hmm. Just like I'm overloaded. I'm like, I'm looking for a warm blanket at the end of the day. Like that just is like not challenging. Honest to God. Like I basically, all I watch right now is reruns of ER. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, you got to root for Doug and Carol. I know. Uh, I'm right now. I'm, I'm rooting for Dr. Green and what's her name? Oh, what yeah. is her name? Yeah. Well, I watch it every day. What is I'm like Alex Kingston, Susan. but Susan. I oh, oh, Susan. Oh, you're early days. I'm still, still early days. I'm still okay. early days. I'm like season two, but oh. it feels like I've been, this has probably only been the last month, but it feels like uh, that's all I'm watching. Well, because also like mm-hmm. that was like back when network shows were like 25 episodes a season. So like you oh, really have probably been watching all month and it's still the yeah. first season. <laughs> Seriously, I can't believe it. Like it, they're so long. There's so much there. So that's what I've been. That's what I've been watching, listening, all the same usual kind of spots again. Warm blankets. Like the, <laughs> I'm listening to Smartless. I find me it's too. Like me a, too. A comfort podcast. In case anyone's wondering. Yeah, for sure. I'm listening to quick ones like the daily and you know like where you get a quick snippet of like current events I'm, I've tried to like start a few true crimes and I don't know I don't I'm not in the headspace for it which I've ne- That's fair. New, new for me true crime can't be all the time no it can't what about you what do you what have you been taking in well I'm just gonna rattle off a list just because okay. in case people are looking for things this could be an easy grab for you to try out some stuff I yeah. caught up on season two of a black lady sketch show Ooh, and was nice. like laughing my ass off I still get like bits of sketches caught in my head Mm -hmm. when I'm walking around. Um, I watched a Netflix show called summertime. It's like a teen drama, uh, Italian. I need that. It's in Italian. So just go subtitles, literally writing it down right now. Black. There's two seasons on Amazon prime that stars Anna Paquin and it's highly watchable. Don't watch it with your kids. Okay. (laughs) I watched Loki like everyone else. I watched the white Lotus. I didn't watch it. It's fine. I don't know. Well, (laughs) like, yeah. It, whatever people have a lot of thoughts about it so okay I, yeah. now I want to watch it I watch obviously Fast and Furious 9 F9 because family obviously. is forever <laughs> <laughs> obviously I shouldn't it goes without saying <laughs> <laughs> I watched The Quiet Place Part 2 podcasts I listened to Higher Learning with Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay cool. I started listening to Drama Queens which is like a One Tree Hill podcast with uh, nice. Sophia Bush Hillary Burton and Bethany Joy Lenz or in case anyone was wondering Brooke Davis, Peyton Sawyer. 
<laughs> That's hilarious. I, yeah, I loved One Tree Hill, and apparently, I still love One Tree Hill. Okay, can um, I just like and what Haley Scott? They... Sorry, I didn't say the last character name. What do they What do they do? They just talk about episodes. Yeah, because it's you know how everybody's doing like okay, like the Office now. ladies. Like the Office yeah. has it. Yeah, the OC has it. Like everyone, I'm assuming there's money in it because everybody's. Doing there must it now. be. There must be. Yeah. Um, I'm listening to Why Won't You Date Me with Nat- with Nicole Byer. Yeah, I love that. 60 songs that explain the 90s. It's a ringer podcast because everything I listen to is a ringer, basically. Yeah. <laughs> hey, ringer, hit us up. <laughs> and I've been reading on your recommendation, The Whole Brain Child. Oh, nice. Yeah. Great. Wait, oh. How are you finding it? Um, There's a lot to digest. I'm like, yeah. it's a slow read because I want to make sure I take things in and apply yeah. things that I think will be helpful to my parenting. Yeah. And for sure. I left my final watch for as a surprise for you, Meg. I, for the first time, am watching Lost. <gasps> Whoa, it's so wild that you just said that. I asked because there was some show that they advertised on TV that looks like it's like trying to be lost, mm-hmm. like that same like format and concept. And I was like, I said to my partner, I'm like, where can we watch Lost? I want to revisit it. Okay, that's amazing. He was like, somewhere. I've seen it somewhere. So <laughs> that's amazing because like, Okay, how far in are you? Maybe I should, should catch up. Still on, still on season one because again, there's like eight thousand yeah. episodes. Turns out because my partner suggested it. He, of all people, has already watched Lost, and <laughs> he was ahead of the curve for me, pop, <laughs> That's uh, pop culture wise. But he yeah. suggested he's like, I'd watch Lost again, and I was like, I would watch it Do for it. the first time. And some yep. of the musical cues, like now from where it was then, are wild. I feel like the whole show is scored like it's a uh, like. Alfred Hitchcock thriller. Oh, hundred percent. That's like a hundred percent intentional. Um, okay. I'm fully revisiting lost. It's, Cause like yeah. I said, I need to do warm blanket, like low stakes. I know what's going to happen here. Yeah. Shows right now. I'm doing it. What have you been watching with the kids? Our oldest is, um, I'm not going to talk about my littlest cause he just like watches the most terrible stuff. It's like YouTube trucks and like dinosaurs, like, um, park rangers on YouTube. They're like these people that are making money off of like pretending to hunt for dinosaurs okay. so that's his jam <laughs> um that's all I'll say about that been able to start watching like sitcom stuff with our oldest oh that, I like, remember you mentioned like. that last season yeah and I, like that has expanded and for better or for worse I think like it, you know you have to use your own judgment as a parent and like of what's course. like good for your kid and what works for your kid but we watched um Superstore with him oh Okay. Uh, Which had some moments where we're like, "Mm, we need to skip this episode. But the (laughs) other one that we just started, we're watching The Good Place with him. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it's like been really awesome. He like laughs his little tush off because he (laughs) thinks it's so funny. And then just like the existential questions that like The Good Place begs of you have been really interesting for him to like take in. And I want to I, I, I shouldn't share this because I don't want to spoil it for folks that haven't seen it. He like, basically there's like a big reveal in the first season Yes, and he figured it out on episode two. He looked at me and he like stated what he thought was happening. Really? And- I bet you, is it possible that he somehow heard that in like, May- maybe, but in it the seemed world. earnest when it was happening where would he have heard? maybe i didn't think about that i was just like you're brilliant <laughs> um what about you? it's also your... possible he just figured it out but yeah oh, what, have we been, what have we been watching in our house yeah. with our child yeah, well, yeah we've been listening to story pirates still nice. uh we've been watching molly of denali go go mm-hmm. Corey carson Sweet. we've watched vivo the lin-manuel oh, miranda yeah. we watched movie. that too that was great and we've been really like we've been bumping the soundtrack pretty hard in our house nice love yeah. it you know what movie we went to as a family? What? The In the Heights musical. Oh, how did your littlest like that? He loved it. Okay. It's it like music. I mean, he got a little restless toward the end because it was long for him, mm-hmm. but like music, bright colors. Yeah. 
So anyway, I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it for a four-year-old, but like he was along <laughs> for the ride. And again, the oldest we've been bumping that soundtrack. That's what made me think of it. Uh, yeah. LMM is just like incredible. Yeah. I don't even know how he's so prolific. And then, yeah, I mean, I think your youngest probably, and my youngest in terms of the tracks we've been listening, do you know who 20 trucks are? Yes. Yeah. So we've been listening to them and apparently there are also videos to go with the songs. Oh yeah. Now discovered. You need to watch the videos. And we've been watching blippy videos. And when we, oh, my, we've also been watching nature cat, which is like a PBS oh, kid show. Cool. Love it. Oh, you'd actually like nature cat. It's voiced by like Taryn Killam. Kate McKinnon oh, nice. is a voice. Like it's like a bunch of people from SNL that era. Cool. I love yeah. it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah. And with that, should we go back to school? Let's do it. So as we mentioned, our first topic back is back to school. Mm. Meg, do you remember like you're going back to school days? Like, did you like going back to school? Do you have like memories that you associate with going back to school? Yeah, I was definitely a kid who like was excited because I'm I don't know if people know this about me, but I'm eternally extroverted and (laughs) deeply social. So back to school. Yeah, I think I feel really lucky that it was always like a very positive um, framing and experience. Um, And I also had, you know, the privilege of having like pretty positive school experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we all have our stuff that comes up in school, but I think I like my road was pretty smooth and quite touched. So I, I, yeah, I used to love back to school mostly because of the stuff. Cause I was like, yeah, like the shopping and the, and it's interesting because like, they don't really do it this way anymore, but like you would have to, you get your list. Yes. I was just going to say, I was going to, first of all, I was going to say, remember back to school list. And so they don't do that. You've confirmed my second question. Okay. Yeah. No. So they've, it's really great. Actually, they've moved to more of like a equity model where like you, you pay a little bit of money if your family is able to do that, or you're able to do that. And then it's like a common pot and that's, they buy supplies for the classroom. I think that makes so much more sense. Yeah. It's way better. It's like, takes like, you know, it's it's just like when, when, when my child was in elementary school and this was like the norm, I, in my head, I was like, how, how, how would we ever done this any other way? Like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, so funny that like w- the way we used to do things but I loved that part though because you'd like go to the store and get all your stuff get your new yeah. backpack in your like box of like 64 pack or 128 pack yeah. or whatever Crayola oh you're yeah. like Laurentian um pencil yeah, crayons <laughs> I love that that feels very deeply Canadian just for the record <laughs> to our listeners your L- Laurentian 100 pack um <laughs> Yeah, I love that. And I loved like, like buzz of like, who's going to be in my class? And, mm. you know, what's you get to see people you haven't seen in a while. Yeah, because um, you didn't really see people over the summer that much. Like you'd see people no. who you were like, super close friends with maybe if you guys mm-hmm. live near enough to each other kind of a thing. Especially yeah. like in elementary school, obviously, as you get to high school and stuff, you do whatever the fuck you want. But yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, it's funny. Yeah. We, my partner and I were just talking about this the other day, like what our orientations were to back to school. And mm-hmm. that was elementary school. I think it starts to shift as, as I get older and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, school's a bummer, like, <laughs> like that attitude. But there's always still like a little bit of the buzz of like, oh, what's this year going to be like? What about you? Yeah. What, was, what was that like for you? I definitely remember the whole school supply shopping. And I remember mm-hmm. like probably like an older elementary and then onwards, like thinking a lot about that first day of school outfit. Mm-hmm. And then like the big transition ones, like switching from, so my school was like kindergarten to grade six. Mm-hmm. And then I went to a different school for seven to nine and then a different school for 10 to 12. So it's like yeah. each new started a new school. 
Yeah. Was just That's like, you know, yeah. Like, Oh, who, like, who are the kids going to be? Am I going to have any friends? Is there anyone I'm going along with? Who are my teachers? Mm-hmm. And remember homeroom? Yeah. Homeroom. Yeah. All day, son. Yeah. Cause then <laughs> you'd be in homeroom with people that you weren't necessarily in other classes with. So then there's that whole thing that comes along with it. Oh, in our homeroom in high school and in middle school, it was like cross grades. So yeah. You, yeah. Yeah. So you'd be like as a ninth grader, because my high school was nine to 12, mm-hmm. um, like going into homeroom, there was like 12th graders in your homeroom. Yes. It was like really like intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, back to school. Yeah. There's so much. Hey, um, there's yeah. Sorry. I'm like fading away in my head. I'm thinking back to all uh, the things, but <laughs> there's like a thought balloon above your head. Like I was just thinking about five star binders. Oh yeah, that zip action. <laughs> yes. I love a good zip action on my binder. I Jam totally everything remember when those came out and like getting them and being like so excited. Like, oh my God, I've got my five star. Yeah, for sure. I need six uh one inch binders. I need three three inch <laughs> binders. Do you remember duo tanks? Oh yeah. Is that even Heck how you yeah. say it? Duo tank? Yeah. Duo tanks. They still use duo tanks. Really? Like, yeah, God, they're so inefficient. I know they're ridiculous. I don't know why you'd ever use a duo tank, no. but I know my kid has like some special work that comes home in duo tangs. And I'm Weird. like, I'm infuriated by this technology. <laughs> because like, you have to take everything out to put stuff at the front. Yeah. Why are we doing this? Why are and we then, using this? Or just work then with put the newest stuff at the back. Stop making me have to take everything out to put the newest stuff at the front. Yeah, that's obscene. It's an obscene exercise. And did you also um, like Hillroy notebooks? Like oh Hilroy. yeah, of course. It's, uh, these are all names I haven't said in so long that suddenly I'm like, wait, are these real things? Did I make them up? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, they totally are. That's like that was that's it. And it's like there's like the the supplies always had like that new plastic smell. Yeah, so you're like excited about. Uh, you know, like cracking open the mark, fresh markers. And yes, I'm not, I totally like the way that they do it now, but I'm like, Oh, our kids aren't probably going to have that. Cause it's like, they don't do the, they don't do the whole supply thing. You know what? I've even like, did you do like a big, like, or not a big, but like a, some form of like a back to school, like clothing shop while you were, when yes. you were a kid. Yes. Yeah. So you'd go and you'd like get a couple new things to like, yeah, start a couple new pairs year. of pants, like a couple new shirts, just yeah. a few things to like, you know, start off the year looking fly. Yeah, totally. I, we, I, we haven't really done that in my house with my, our kid. Just, it hasn't even really, in some years, it hadn't even really occurred to me that like, oh, it's back to school. He needs like new clothing. It's funny that that was such a norm and such a habit. I don't know that it's the same norm anymore. I'd love to hear if people do that. With their yeah, kids. that's a good question. Cause I feel like, and like my son's still too young to be at school, but for like, mm-hmm. you know, starting a new daycare this fall and stuff. Right. But it's sort of like, and there have been a few things where I was like, oh, he's kind of like his pants are starting to get a little bit on the short side. But I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, we'll just wait till fall and get him new ones then. But that's more so because I don't want to have to go through like two more sizes before fall. So he's wearing shorts most <laughs> yeah. of the summer. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, it's interesting. It's like, I don't know what that says about like our consumption culture. Like maybe we're shifting in a way that's like, oh, it's not or even like sustainability. Like folks are actually thinking more like mindfully, like do we I could be totally off on this. This could be something that folks are doing like in the way that we we did and was sort of like a traditional habit. And also like so much marketing around that exercise, right? Like the back yes. to school shopping for clothes yes. too. And I think I see it out there, but not in like the ferocious way that it was like part of our childhood culture. I don't well, know. Like because there would be all the ads and stuff, right? But we don't really yeah. Can't see ads anywhere like in our household we don't have cable so we don't really see ads ever like it yeah. leads to the point where when my son sees an ad he'll be like like he's outraged like he'll be like mom there's yeah, an annoying. ad yeah <laughs> good for him me too 
<laughs> me too. But yeah, it's just interesting. I was like thinking about it the other day because I was like, oh, should we, we were in a bigger city than our own. And like, if I, if it was me at, the, at like back to school as a kid, we would have been going to like the best shopping spots and like yes. getting like equipped for school. And it just wasn't even on my radar. Cause like, it's just not part of our habit. And I was, I thought that was kind of interesting. I'm like, I wonder if other folks have shifted away from that as a habit also. Well, and my kid doesn't care. He's like, I don't, don't need anything. I'm good. Yeah. And I think also too, obviously like this school year and last school year were pandemic school years. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. I don't know if people are rushing out to the stores. Like I'm still personally still trying to avoid like shopping mm-hmm. malls and like crowded totally. spaces as much as possible. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe folks are like just ordering in, like it's like Amazon, Amazon, H and M, whatever, like, and mm-hmm. it's just like the culture has shifted, but let's talk about that because we are about to go back to school. Yes. And, and if you're American, you're already in school. You're probably already there. And like theme of the podcast, uh, well, secondary theme has been like parenting and life during this like really wild time of pandemic. And, you know, we, we mentioned it off the top. We feel like we're almost out. And then like, you know, our, our girlfriend Delta comes charging back in and, you know, it creates complexity around feeling like we're moving forward. Yeah. So it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm, so we're sitting in a really weird moment in this in this going back to school. How how are you thinking about this transition? Even just like going back to daycare and with you know th- coming out of summer, how's what what's going on for you all? How are you approaching it? Yeah, I'm a, like a little bit nervous. I think in a way mm-hmm. that I wouldn't have been pre-COVID, mm-hmm. just because you know, anytime I'm starting my child in something with a with like a bunch of new kids and families and people who I don't personally know, so mm-hmm. I can't like vouch for what anybody's doing in terms of safety and protection and stuff. That makes me a yeah. little bit leery or a little bit nervous. And so I think mm-hmm. like that'll take a little bit of getting used to and mm-hmm. just sort of, you know, still continuing to be like, don't forget to wash your hands and just sort of keeping up those sort of extra, well, I was gonna say extra hygiene, but I mean, I guess we all should be washing our hands a lot. <laughs> <laughs> this brand new thing of washing uh, hands. Hygiene, period. <laughs> <laughs> But just, yeah, so I think it's going to be a little bit different in that respect because it's not going to be quite as free. Yeah, it's it's strange because we were sort of prepped in the spring of last year when school ended that we're planning for a full return to normal, like yeah. with the way that my province is um, approaching like the stages of reopening. Yeah. And so like, we've kind of been sitting in that expectation throughout the summer, then watching things like get kind of bad again, yeah. with, like the fourth wave. Yeah. And so it's, it's looking like that isn't the case. It's, it's certainly not going to be, but like, you know, there, like you said, there are things in the new normal that I don't think we should let go of. Like mm-hmm. some of like the, you know, the hand washing and also like not sending your kids to school when they're unwell, like, yes. Uh, yes. you know, those habits are things that I think we don't throw away with our reopening or moving back to like quote normal life. And being mindful of giving people personal space. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. I don't know. And just like generally like trying to take better care of each other mm-hmm. like as a community. I think mm-hmm. that's been kind of up and down throughout the pandemic. We're seeing it with like, you know, vaccine pushback and all of like the nonsense that can come up, but mm-hmm. or like not wanting to wear masks, whatever, like just that that part of the conversation. Ooh, speaking though. of. So is your kid going to have to wear a mask at school? Yeah. So funny you should ask because that announcement just came out in the last week that they yeah, they are. So for grades four to 12, it's mandatory masking inside. So that's actually new because last year my kid was in grade three. And right. They this was in place throughout last year's school year, uh, but wasn't applicable to him. Right. Um, 
even though like he had masks and who knows, maybe he wore them sometimes during the day. It was like optional for the younger kids. But Mm -hmm. yeah, so that's is required. You know, what's really interesting, though, is like my my son, the more he is like exposed to the like discussion around COVID and like he's just like, you know, as much as you like try to protect their picking up like information, you know, that they overhear or he wants to wear a mask. Like there are spaces that we'll be in right now. Like for example, today going to camp, he doesn't have to wear one there, but like he, he puts it on. And I, I just, I think that's interesting. I'm wondering what other people's kids, if they've noticed any habits that maybe are coming from like a place of fear and like Mm. what they're, what they're hearing about and like Mm -hmm. what's kind of getting under their skin a little bit. Um, Something that I'd love to, to ask folks about, like, have you noticed any behavior changes or ticks or things that like you're just keeping an eye on that might be sort of a reflection of this last year and a half. And for me, it was that I'm like, Oh, he's not a fearful kid generally, but like Mm -hmm. he doesn't have to wear a mask here. He's like, no, I want to, I like it. Okay. Yeah. And do you think it's coming from a place of fear or is it just like a place of, cause I kind of like, I like the anonymity of a mask, not Mm -hmm. just like not in terms of like, oh, I'm so like, everybody knows me, <laughs> but not that kind of anonymity. We're, pre- Abby, just like- we're pretty famous. Okay? <laughs> we have a very successful podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's more like, you know, just in terms of being able, like if I want to be out and I don't necessarily want to interact with other people, I don't mm-hmm. have to like, you know, like I don't have to feel like I need to like smile at randoms or whatever. Cause mm-hmm. nobody can tell anyway. Cause I haven't mastered smizing yet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it might be, I think I did kind of follow up because that's what I do. Cause I'm a nosy parent. And I was like, what, why are you feeling like you want to wear one? It's okay. You can it's your, totally your choice, your body, your choice. Um, and I'm, I'm great. I'm grateful he wants to. And he's like, he kind of, re- I can't remember exactly what I said, but he was kind of referring to like, just like, cause he doesn't want to get COVID and mm. which like, same man fair. Yeah. I don't want to get it either. Totally. And that's the thing, like, even though we have like, vac- we're vaccinated and, but you know, it's this, this is the, the flaw in the matrix is that our kids aren't, mm-hmm. um, and they're in high risk environments where like, you know, they're interacting with lots of people. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's just a weird time. We're sitting in a lot. I think back to school is going to bring some routine and like normalcy back to some kids' lives, including my own. Do you have to like, are in getting ready to kind of send your child back to daycare like, are there things that you're needing to shift in terms of like routines and like, what are you doing to get ready? Yeah, I think we're going to have to, sometimes we play a little fast and loose with like bedtimes mm-hmm. and stuff. Totally. Um, I think my kid will get up at the same time of day, regardless of what time he gets to sleep. And so like, if he's at home, you can kind of mix things around and fudge it a bit during the day if you need to, like based on what's going on or, but you know, but when he's going back to daycare, he kind of needs to get a little bit better sleep hygiene routine. Mm-hmm. And he needs to just sort of like being able to, cause it's sort of like daycare preschool kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so like, you know, just being able to focus for longer periods of time and being yeah. able to like, you know, pay attention a little bit more and also just be just, yeah, just more listening. Mm-hmm. That's hard. I need to learn that. right now my littlest's routine has been really consistent because he's he hasn't his daycare like routine hasn't changed he's been going Ah, through the summer so uh, but we we definitely noticed with him like if you if we go on holiday and we're gone like he's like definitely impacted by that shift in routine so I can imagine like if you haven't been going for a while yeah well because we moved in May Mm-hmm. And then we had to self-isolate for two weeks and then COVID mm-hmm. became crazy here and everything was locked down. Yeah. And then when everything opened up again, it was summer. And so we couldn't get a spot 
until until September start time. So he has been out of daycare like since April, I think. Yeah. So you're doing like a proper back to school, like September start. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. So he's really excited. I am also really excited. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We may have some similar reasons. We also may have different reasons. (laughs) No kidding. For a whole other episode. Yeah, right. Challenges of that. But so I think, yeah, I think it'll be just that kind of tricky stuff. Like, you know, you can't stay in your pajamas for half the day. Yeah. And like, you know, getting and then they do like getting places by a certain time. Like that's going to. Yeah which yeah. we've talked about before. We talked about this with Twinness last season mm-hmm. and she gave that wonderful outlook of just like, you know, starting the day over again and just like trying yep. again, like doing like a take two and yep. like maintaining composure and Gray and Megan said it too last season when we were talking about diversibilities, just mm-hmm. intentionality and meeting your child where they're at. And these are all things that I'm mm-hmm. still working on and keeping in mind. So I'm really glad we spoke to all of them because mm-hmm, it is sure. it's always percolating in the back of my head. I'm trying to push a little bit more to the front but it's yeah. There. Yeah. I really needed to hear that today. Actually. I'm so grateful that you just reminded me of both of those conversations. And I know, like you said, I know it's there. And last, last year for a little bit, you know, I definitely was trying like the, some of the strategies around starting over and like, you know, mm-hmm. um, like, I love that there's like whimsy to it too, that like feels yeah. like nice. Um, but I think I've let it slip. Like I, Yeah. I needed to hear that, especially coming into the school year that like, you know, we've had some grind over the summer because my kids are in daycare and like day camps, which have Mm -hmm. like some form of a, but like day camp, even like there's like a window. Yes. Like your kid can be here between this half hour time period. That's no longer my kids. It's like a 45 minute time period in the morning and like an hour, an hour at the end. So like, yeah, that's great. That's ideal. I wish I honestly, I want to make a case for school being like that on some level. I mean, somebody told me actually in their school district, I can't remember where this was that as a COVID protocol, they actually were doing a sliding yeah. start time. Yeah. I'm like, let's again, another thing that I think we could all benefit from on some level, like it, that sort of like soft start to the day. Yeah. That would be nice to kind of ease into the day and ease into the school year. Now it's time for our momentum shout out. And, you know, typically we, we think about um, something that we saw or some parenting move in action uh, in the world around us. And we, we try to shout out those folks for their amazing parenting. We just wanted to take a minute this time around for the start of our season uh, to just give a general high five to all of the parents and caregivers listening um, for just making it through all these ups and downs and through the summer, like we've been talking about. Mm-hmm. Good job, everybody, for making it through the summer, through the unpredictability, through the uncertainties, through our own anxieties, and just continuing to take care of our little ones and shepherd Mm -hmm. them through the summer and get them ready for back to school. Shout out to everybody. We are, we're we're proud of you. We are in awe of you. We're proud of you. And we are really grateful to be among you. So what about you? Has your kid, have your kids been staying up later? Totally. It's a disaster. Absolute disaster. Like, (laughs) you know, I, I think we got like really fast and loose, especially with our oldest, like 
because like, again, it's partly because we're starting to watch some of the same TV also. <laughs> so you don't have to wait till he goes to bed to start watching them. Because yeah. So watch we're like watching, together. totally. We're watching good place. And like, we're all kind of like one more episode, like, <laughs> you know, and like, that's not a great habit, but it's, and there's like loveliness in all of that. That's like special. And like, it makes it, you know, feel for like a special time in the summer, but oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Like we definitely need to do, we got to get back to like, reasonable bedtimes we've got to get back to um like we have not been great about like doing schoolwork over the summer like you know like oh my... is that a thing well no not really but there is like an encouragement around like for example my child goes to French immersion and so they mm. do encourage you to like try to continue to read in French right um ask me how much French reading we've done this summer <laughs> in English or in French. No, I'm just kidding. Literally <laughs> on Anglais, please. <laughs> si vous plaît. Um, yeah, we've just like not really been great. You know, it's been a tough summer. It's been a really tough summer with everything going on. You mm-hmm. know, it's just not, it's a battle that we were like, not ready to, we were not prepared to dig in on. So I think that stuff's going to be kind of a tricky, my, my nine-year-old kind of has like done whatever he's wanted all summer long. Like not really, obviously has to ask to like play a video game or like his limited screen time, all that stuff. But like, but he can just take out the car when he wants to and stuff. Yeah. He goes for a spin. You'll like go <laughs> grab himself a Slurpee. <laughs> oh my gosh. I had, haven't had a Slurpee yet this summer. Get out of here. There's still time. There's still time. <laughs> you have to, you have to do that. But anyway, yeah, I think it's going to be a tricky transition. I think that, um, he's excited on some level to like know who's like all the stuff we were already talking about who's in his class like what's that gonna look like does his class change much from year to year because I would imagine with French immersion especially Mm -hmm. that his class would be pretty similar it is it can be and like he also is in like a learning group that stays pretty consistent Mm -hmm. um and they try to sort of keep them as a cohort but you never know and especially with like I, you know, like some of the interesting things that are happening with schools with like, you know, like, like short staffed and, um, running out of space at our school. Like there's just like all kinds of factors. Short staffed at the school. Mm -hmm. That's not stressful at all. No, I know at the end. So I never really was like allowed based on my partner to get involved in PAC because I'm fully somebody that would like be involved in pack. Oh, uh, I remember he, you saying this last yeah, season. <laughs> he was like, that's, we're not doing that. You're not allowed. Um, not, and anyone that knows my dynamic with my partner knows that he's not a dictator, but like, he's probably right. He's doing the best for us. <laughs> but I did start going to some of the meetings at the end of the school year. And I will say as a recommendation, like it is worth popping in to the occasional pack meeting that you're like, and for anyone that doesn't know, that's like p- parent advisory council or like PTA, whatever. Uh-huh. Um, just to kind of like get a finger on the pulse of like what's going on behind the scenes, which I didn't realize was like stuff that can get discussed in those spaces. So anyway, it had come up that like there were space issues. They were like, they didn't have, they were short, like a couple teachers for this year. So how do you prepare your kid for that? Are you like, Hey, you might have a teacher. You might not. How do you feel about teaching yourself? Yeah. He's probably actually feel really good about that. So (laughs) (laughs) he'd be perfectly content in that uh, circumstance. Um, I don't know. We're just trying to expectation manage. That's the big one for us right mm-hmm. now. I think that's like, just, I, no, I'm not here to give tips, but I'm like, just something that I know we're trying to do is just like a lot of expectation management, like because of the pandemic and because of how COVID's affecting mm-hmm. how school might move forward, all of the reasons it's like, you, you might not be in this person's class. You might be in a split class, you know, like, which yeah. is likely you might not 
you might still be in pods, which is something they were doing for COVID safety last year, where like they only had recess with like two other classes. And that's oh, the, okay. those are the only kids that they that they interacted with. So they were right. trying to keep that like interaction to a minimal between like just free for all. So yeah, expectation management is big. And then just like getting back to routines, I mm-hmm. think in the best way that we can. Uh, but, and like also with back to school, like all of our activities kind of fire back up. So like music oh, class. Yeah. And, yeah. So I'm a little bit like, are you tired already? I'm kind of tired. Just thinking of that. I'm exhausted. And we have added something to the mix too, which I'm like, oh, is this going to be a mistake? But anyway, it's like, it's all happening. So <laughs> I'm, I'm tired right now already. It's it, we, I would love to hear from listeners. Like, how do you take care of yourself when all this stuff fires up and yeah. How do you busy? exactly, how do you do expectation management mm-hmm. and how do you also just organize your time? Mm-hmm. If people yeah. have tips for that, you know what I wish? What? I wish that I didn't have to drive my kids everywhere all the time. Like I wish that my kid could walk to school. Ooh, let's talk about walking to school. Cause I definitely walked to school when I was a kid. Did you, did you live close enough to walk? I know, but I did <laughs> <laughs> three miles through the snow uphill both ways. Exactly. High five to nineties kids, <laughs> latchkey nineties kids. Yeah. Like I walked and biked, uh, for the most part. And like, I wouldn't, art- I wouldn't suggest that like we lived close. Like we're talking like <laughs> a half an hour walk each way. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's impressive. I, I mean, it felt like that. <laughs> I, I might need to be fact checked. I'm like, but... <laughs> let's check Google maps. You're like, you lived around it. the corner from your school. I'm going to see like what the walking Google, what Google tells me about the walk <laughs> from my home to my school <laughs> as a kid. If you lived close, would you let your kid walk now? Um, yeah, I think I would. How close would you have to live for you, for, for you to feel comfortable letting him walk? depends. It, it, is he alone or is he with a group? Because mm-hmm. I think if he was with a group, I don't know, this is like, we should do like an episode on this, but just like this discussion around like how present we feel like we always have to be like, mm-hmm. you know, there's this whole free range parenting movement. And like, mm-hmm. there's some valuable things to consider within that landscape that we over we're overly present with our kids. And we've like sometimes robbed them of like learnings that we got to have like spatial yeah. learning, knowing the layout of your neighborhood, understanding like how far something is like building self-esteem and like feeling like you can do things on your own. Like, well, that, I think like, there confidence. are still ways to do that. And yeah. also just to say my spatial awareness is still terrible. So <laughs> being, <Yeah. laughs> being an eighties and nineties kid, that did not no, no. help. Even though you I just got lost, you just yeah. got lost all the time. <laughs> I still don't know where my elementary school is. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to like Wayne's world that. Uh, what about you? Do you think when you're, if, if your child was my child's age, my oldest child's age, uh, would you, cause I think you do live pretty close to the school that he may go to. Yeah. Will he walk. Uh, he will eventually, but I've been thinking about that a lot. Cause I feel like I don't really know any kids who walk to school by themselves, but I also I just know. don't know a lot of kids who live a walk, mm-hmm. easy walking distance to their school mm-hmm. either. Um, but I think I would let him walk to school. Like, I think it's one of those things. Maybe I would walk him halfway and then just watch him the rest of the way. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. don't know when I would start that. Cause it's one of those things where I'm like, well, when I was little, I walked to school, like starting mm-hmm. in like, I don't know, kindergarten or grade one. Yeah. But also it's just a different time. Yeah. Like, but you know, like it? there's more, but like in terms of there's more traffic than there was yeah. when I was a kid. It's Cause there's just like more vehicles on the road. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's more. Yeah. There's just like a lot of things are different that we have to take into account. But mm-hmm. I also think I just, there wasn't a choice. My mom was mm-hmm. a single mom. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe you could have hired school walkers, Yeah, <laughs> but kid, kid walkers, like a dog yeah. walker. <laughs> but I don't know if that was the thing, mm-hmm. but yeah, mm-hmm. like I like the idea of letting my son walk to school. I don't know what age I would let that happen, mm-hmm. but I think it also, it, I also just don't know who he's going to be in a few years. Right. Like, yeah, I don't know, I don't say. know what level of responsibility he'll be able to handle if he has the sort of spatial awareness that I did as a child then probably mm-hmm. not, but, <laughs> you know, like, but if he has like a better sense of direction than mm-hmm. I did, because mm-hmm. also like mine was like, turn at the end of the block, walk in a straight line. Yeah, like I lived sure. quite close. <laughs> so I, I also think if he was walking with a group, like you mentioned, mm-hmm. then I'd be on board for that. But do people, anyone listening, do you let your kids walk to school? Let's ask this when we put the post this episode. Yeah, for sure. You know, and I, I just, there's a couple of things that really jumped out in what you're saying there. First of all, it's like times are different you said, and like, you know, certainly like what you referred to around like traffic and stuff, like there, there are those components. Sometimes I think that what's actually really just different is the, are the norms around us. And because there other people aren't doing it, you know, it's, it would be transgressive to like be the family whose kid walks half an hour alone to school. Um, you know, it's because, because it's just not the habit and like, but that's probably- the thing. That's what makes the times different, right? Because that yeah. has got- gone out of favor. Like that's no longer the habit. Whereas when we were yeah. young, it was the habit. Yeah. But I have to wonder if it's like gone out of favor for like good evidence-based reasons, or if it's like fear and like, you know, some of the like child abduction, like fear mongering movements of the nineties and like, you know, like some of the things that are perceived risks versus real risks. Um, and that's, that is like some of the some of the stuff that like the free range child parenting rearing folks do talk about, like if you actually look at the data and like the statistics, it doesn't actually support that there is more risk, like mm-hmm. perhaps around like, you know, the piece that you're talking that, that's my biggest concern is traffic for my kid. But like any of the other stuff around like stranger danger or like, you know, the other pieces that p- might prevent people from doing that or like might create fear, the evidence just doesn't really support it as like a growing risk. Do you know your neighbors right now? No. And that's like, that's the thing. Like I want to live in a different community for that reason, because I don't live in a space right now that like is conducive to community in that way. Like yeah, just where that's, I live. Wanna, that's what I think one of the differences is too. Like, yeah. Even, Cause like when I was a kid, I knew probably everybody within like five houses across the street, both ways, five houses on my side of the street, both ways, totally on like other blocks. And so like, there Mm -hmm. was that element of like, we're all in this together or community. Yeah. I'm like, there's a word for it. What is it called? Uh (laughs) I forget what it's called. It's a thing of the past. It's this thing people used to do. Right now, community only refers to that uh, old NBC show. Yeah. Which is excellent. (laughs) Put that on your list. If you've never watched community, it's very funny. Um, yeah, I think that's a bummer. I guess so. I mean, it depends if you like walking or not. <laughs> <laughs> All our kids are like, no, <laughs> yeah, stop this conversation right now. <laughs> I'm just, I- I'm kidding though. That's a jo- like, that's not, that does not reflect my kid's attitude about this topic. Like my kid would be stoked to walk to school by himself. Mm-hmm. He like is a kid who's like craving independence, mm-hmm. like wants to show that he can. And even like briefly for a moment this year, we were like exploring the possibility of training him with a friend, with a family friend who's older, who's a couple mm-hmm. grades older 
to take the bus, just the two of them, like the city bus okay. to, to the university where my partner works. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a straight bus. It's like you, he, it's not like complicated. They would walk outside, hop on the bus and it would go straight there. Basically mm-hmm. it's the last stop on the line. And just like trying to make sense of like our after school care and like the right. two of them would go together. And then like, we were toying with that. I don't think it's going to happen because we have other plans now, but I was like, that was kind of an exciting possibility that they yeah. would get some learning. You don't just do it. You like practice and you yeah. build skills and yeah. Um, but yeah, Ooh. I'm also interested in that. Sorry. That just reminded me when a part of one of our back to school as a kid, did mm-hmm. you have bus ridership? Like where you took like a school bus? No, I, oh. or maybe, I don't know. It's like, just, I vaguely remember this. I feel like it was about learning go to on. use the school bus. Yeah. And like they, they would bring school buses to the school and each class would get a turn. You'd go in and you'd get a spiel. And then at the end, you'd get to jump out the emergency exit at the back. Yeah. I think we did that. It was like to prep for field trips and stuff. But I did, now that you're saying that in the deep Albertan winter, I did take the school bus some years. Okay. So like we, that was like a part of my life. Like it would come and pick you up. We don't really have like a very thorough busing system in the place that I live. That's okay. like, it's like not, it's that's wild too. That seems to have gone by the wayside, like school buses that like took kids to their neighborhood. And well, let's think sometimes when I still lived in Vancouver, I would see school buses going around, but I'd always be like, are they taking kids to school or is it just like another field trip day? I don't know. I feel like, like it would be at weird hours. There is a busing system in our school district, but it's super limited, like super, super limited. It's not like robust. Like I remember ours was like, there was a bus that went to every neighborhood of kids that like came into that school. Like you, your bus was the three bus outside and you right. get on that bus. And yeah, I don't know. I, I want to hear again. We have lots of questions for our listeners. Like if that's something that's a part of your life, like are your kids taking the school bus? What does that look like? I want to know. I want to know what the layout, what the landscape is looking like on some of this stuff. So we talked a little bit about maybe the free range and how fear has come a little bit more into parenting and stuff. So as we start the school year, what are your fears and anxieties for your child? And has your child expressed any fears and anxieties about the upcoming school year? Ooh, that is a timely question. Um, well, there's the COVID piece for sure. Like mm-hmm. just noticing like him wanting to mask and just like nervousness, a little bit of nervousness around that. I'm interested to see how like the social dynamics will go. Yeah. This year. Yeah. You know, like that's where I live. Um, my fears aren't about like necessarily like physical health or like, you know, the, some of, some of those pieces, it's like, I wonder how coming into like being nine and 10 years old, that's going to impact how they relate to each other and Mm -hmm. how they treat each other. And we found like, even through the later part of last school year, there was like shifting and changing social dynamics, even Mm -hmm. in a third grade classroom. Mm -hmm. And my partner would laugh at me right now because he's like, you don't need to wear the stress of your, um, nine-year-olds social dynamics, but I disagree. Like, I think it's like, you know, as parents, we're like hands off and we're at an arm's length, but we're not there. We're not involved. Um, I find it hard sometimes to like disconnect myself from yeah. like, what my kid might be experiencing in their social world. Yeah. Do you like, do you think you would struggle with that? I think I already do. Like mm-hmm. I already am just like, I just, I just, I've said this before, but like, I just want everyone to be nice to my kid. (laughs) So like, I want him to have friends. I want him to be able to be exactly who he is Mm -hmm. and like, have that be okay and not have him be ostracized for it. And I also, also look like always wonder when he's starting a new activity or going into a new group of people and we don't know everybody yet. Like, I'm like, is this going to be the time where racism touches him in a way that he can't ignore or he becomes aware of what's happening? Yeah. I just got goosebumps when you said that, by the way. Yeah. Like it's just so that's like the constant fear and anxiety. Anytime he's starting a new activity or a new day camp mm-hmm. or a new daycare or, or like, yeah, just anything with a new group of people that we don't already know. 
then yeah. I don't know how he's going to be treated. I don't know mm-hmm. what names he may or may not be called. Mm-hmm. And so like, that's a, a constant fear and anxiety. And that's something mm-hmm. that I have to work really hard not to put on him. Yeah. Yeah. And Choose- to just, like, yeah, sort of like, just cause that's one of those things I, I will have to deal with it whenever something happens, but mm-hmm. I don't want him to go into it worried that something's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It brings up two things for me first, just flagging that for all of our like white listening parents that just, just note to yourself, do you ever have to think about that as one of your anxieties? Um, you know, when you think about your kid in social dynamics and I know we, we talk, you know, like in a lot of ways, this is an anti-racism parenting podcast, you know, so it's important for us to like draw that through line. Like what you just expressed is like a ongoing ever present fear. Yeah. It's just like important to note, like recognize if that's not part of your life, like that's privileged, right? That's, that is, um, yeah, that is white privilege in action. Um, cause my, even the anxieties that I'm talking about, about my kid and their social dynamic don't, don't necessarily obviously don't have that component that I have to worry about. So I think that's really important to acknowledge. And, you know, there can be other things that are like marginalizing that can be that place of anxiety, like whether your kid, um, you know, is, is neurodiverse or has diverse abilities, Mm -hmm. um, you know, a million other things too, but, um, just, yeah, recognize that. Like, is that, is that a part of your world? Do you have to worry about that? It's just important to acknowledge. And if you do have to worry about that, you are not alone. And hopefully that's mm-hmm. something that we will not have to worry about forever. And that by the time our kids are having kids, I mm-hmm. like, I really hope that that's just like, they're going to be like, you used to have to worry about what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. I hope that becomes one of those things where they're like, I can't believe this is what it used to be like. Well, and I think when you're talking about like, I don't want to project and I don't want to like set him up to be anxious because mm-hmm. something might happen is part of that. Like, taking like what maybe your experiences were and trying to like shelve them a bit and not like assume that his experiences will be exactly the same or similar or whatever, but it's like, it's very hard to do. And we're not quite there, right? There is like a reasonable fear of somebody and they're like bad ideas. I think part of it is my experiences, but also the fact that I know his experiences will be coming. Like it's yeah. not good. It's like inevitable. It, it's, it's exactly. Unfortunately, yeah. it's an inevitability <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. for my child with the skin that he has. So yeah. I just, um, I want that to not be a part of his life for as long as possible, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's just, it's a, it's a little bit of a, of a fear and an anxiety that I have for him. Um, yeah. that's going to be there, I guess, probably yeah. forever. How do you, how do you do that though? Do you have any strategies like at this point in your child's development, like, and how you don't project those things right now? I just, I don't really know what I do going into it. I just get nervous beforehand, but that's fine. Mm -hmm. I just, Mm -hmm. I just hold on to it or I write about it or I talk to my partner about it. Mm -hmm. And then it's sort of one of those things where when he comes home from like the first few days of things, I'll be like, Oh, how was it? Like, Mm -hmm. did you make any friends? And you know, were you nice to everybody? Was everybody nice to you? Mm -hmm. Um, or like, did you, yeah. Like just sort of, I ask questions. Yeah. You ask questions that aren't, um, they're probing, but they're not, um, directive, right. Or leading, right. Yeah. Just to see what organic things maybe I think that's a good tip. Like be curious, ask questions, um, in a way that like allows them to like interpret and let you know if something has, has been said or has happened. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, I just want him to have fun. Obviously. Like I just, I just want him to be a child. <laughs> yeah, Totally. Absolutely. I think that's all anybody wants. And I'm hoping that like everybody in our communities can make that a reality for everybody's kids. Mm-hmm. 
we were talking about social. Do you have any academic fears or anxieties for your child this year? Um, that's a good question. Uh, not really other than just like, because of my kids, um, neurodiversity, like mm-hmm. just, you know, like the, the ongoing, it's nothing new. It's like, just that, you know, he's, he remains engaged, that he's getting enough that, um, yeah, that like all of that is there so that like our like behavioral stuff can be on track, but I'm just like very curious to see also like what a summer's worth of maturity, how much like that adds yeah. to the experience. And, um, yeah, not in terms of like learning loss or anything like that's where we, I feel really lucky because that's not really like something that we get too concerned about because he's like quite a, quite a, um, ferocious learner, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's the other stuff. It's like, is it going to be enough? Is it going to, mm-hmm. is he going to like, it? is he going to be happy in the learning? But you know, well, so I have another is. question then about with the learning, what kind mm-hmm. of supports do you look for from your kid's school? Like, why did you choose the school that you did for your child? That's an excellent question. Um, and I'll try to keep it short in my answer. Ultimately we were at a different school and okay. it wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of cues that were telling us that it wasn't working, including the school telling us that it wasn't working. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so subtle and not so subtle. Um, and we had this, I don't know. I have a non, I can't find a non a secular way of saying this, but like guardian angels that like end mm-hmm. up entering your life that are mm-hmm. in maybe the school district or, and we had somebody who was like an advocate in the mm-hmm. exact area that we needed advocacy. And she basically like just went above and beyond and like, pu- like pu- basically created a situation where kids who had similar learning needs to my child where they advocated to pull them all together at the same school because oh, okay. they were all the same age. And so like we, yeah, we ended up kind of in like this learning cohort. Oh, at a that's school. what you meant about a learning cohort. I just, yeah, yeah. Like you mentioned that earlier. Oh, that's really cool. And it's not super formal, but it was like, this is something, this is a unique situation where we have a couple kids with like a unique set of needs that are mm-hmm. the same. Mm-hmm. So she was just like very nuanced and brilliant and like advocated to make that happen. Um, so we switched schools, uh, in second grade and, um, that has changed how those needs are being met. So they, they just like more, yeah, just, it's just working better. Uh, we look for, you know, like support where like, can he pursue interests that he's interested in? And, Mm -hmm. you know, I feel very lucky and very privileged because in this space, like there is a lot of that. And so I'm very, I'm very careful to like say anything about not having enough because I think we get a lot more than a lot of folks do. Uh, and that's a, that's a problem in and of itself, right? It's like the school he goes to has the resources and, you know, still obviously like a public school and everything, but just like the neighborhood that it's in, like how it's being funded by PAC, like all those things are realities. Um, and they indicate inequities across the board, even in public systems. So mm-hmm. we had some yuckiness around that at first. Cause it was like, oh, like, you know, like feeling like, like, are we, does this like match our values? Like, and in the end, I think it does. And I think there's other ways to be talking about those things and advocating for that equity within your own community. Right. Just because mm-hmm. my kid's getting enough, like a lot of kids aren't. So how yeah. can I be a voice for those other conversations? Yeah, that's very important. I, so I also want to ask, is that part, is that part of why your son is in French immersion just to be, for it to be a little bit more challenging for him? Yeah. I mean, ultimately from the beginning, it was like, it was something like some language learning. It was recommended to us. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm not like 
staunchly committed to French immersion as like some, you know, some folks feel really strongly about like having their kids in that environment. It's not for everyone. And it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean anything about a kid's prospects if it's not for them. Right. So, um, it's worked fine for him. I don't even know that it's going to be a fit for my other child when the time comes. So is your school, is that school have, does it have both French and English or is it a strictly French immersion school? Yeah, it does. It's French and English. So there's a chance. I mean, there might even just be a chance out of logistics because we can't get our other child into the French. Like they're very like <laughs> high, high demand programs. It's like wild. And we're like kind of OK if that's the case. Um, and then he'll stay in the like we're not we're it's it, yeah, we're not like committed to it just for the sake of it. It's like, is it the right thing? Does it fit? Mm-hmm. Does it work? All that stuff. Yeah. Are you thinking about that? We are. We, the school that we're planning to send our child to is a French immersion school. And so, yeah, he'll do French immersion a lot for the same reason. Whereas like right now he's really, really bright. Yeah. So we think he's a brilliant child. We think he'll need the extra challenge. Yeah. Um, or at least just like the diff- a different challenge, a different way of keeping himself focused um, and able to just like pay attention because he'll be learning things that he doesn't already know. Although he exactly. somehow seems to think he already speaks French. Like he'll be like, I don't need to go to French immersion, mom. I already speak French. And I'm like, yeah. um, <laughs> and then he'll just make up words for things. And I'm like, so French is actually a real language. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> we actually don't get to just make up words for it because it already exists. I saw this hilarious meme the other day of like somebody tweeted like outrageous claims that my, t- my preschooler made today. And I feel like that would be on the list that it was like, he's allowed to bring a sword to school. Like really, really funny what this, that he invented the thumbs up. Like, <laughs> I feel like that would be added to the list of egregious claims. Yeah. That he already speaks French having never spoken French before in his life. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, naturally. It comes by it naturally. <laughs> so I guess we should end on, because we talked about our fears and anxieties. Mm-hmm. What are you excited for and what do you hope your child will get out of the school year? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I'm a, I am, as much as I'm dreading it, I am actually also excited to get back into a routine mm-hmm. that's like more consistent and brings some like normalcy back to our life. A yeah, bit. yeah. Um, I'm excited. Like it's been a tough summer socially. Like it's been hard to find time to like have him uh, like be connected with his peers and his friends, like in real life. Yeah. Yeah. So I think like, that's a big excitement piece is just being able to like share space with kids again, Yeah, like in a consistent way. Are you nervous um, about although, that at all with COVID? Mm, no, because, partly because he's been like going to camp and doing all this other stuff through the summer. So, I mean, I can't let it take over. I, I could be, I could very easily get anxious about that. And it's just one that I'm like, I have enough anxiety on my, in my brain right now. This is one that I'm going to just put a pin in. Yeah. It's, it's out of my control. Yeah. You know, it's like, it is what it is. Yeah. I I tend to get more anxious about stuff that I feel like I have control over and that is not one of them. So, but I, I totally get it if parents are feeling that Mm -hmm. stress. Um, so I don't, I'm just excited about that, about him being able to be like with his friends again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My littlest, his life changes none. So (laughs) he just continues on. (laughs) What about you? Tell me about your excitement. Yeah, I'm excited for so this daycare that my child's going to. I've been really lucky in that one of my oldest and closest friends, and like oldest is and we've known each other a long time. She's we're yeah. four days apart, <laughs> so I'm not calling her old. <laughs> but um, <laughs> how dare you? And even if I was, who cares? Age is nothing but a number. Aaliyah. Yeah. Um, sorry, that was like a real <laughs> random true conscious. Pour one out. Pour one out. That I just went on. Or yeah. rant, not chant. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for him to be around other kids. My son's an only child. And so like mm-hmm. he's seen other kids this summer, but not like in a consistent everyday way and not that many kids. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited for him to get that connection, to find for some new sure. friends and to just, and, and to, for him to be able to do something new for him to have a routine mm-hmm. for me to be able to have, uh, for us to be able to have some separate routines. Yes. Oh my goodness. <laughs> no kidding. Some time apart. Yeah. And I'm excited to be able to write more and Yay. like do more article pitches and do the things that I also need to do. Absolutely. Well, I, I think that we're anxieties, fears, excitements, all mixed in the pot together. I think we're let's, let's end in a place where it's like, we're headed into a hopeful moment maybe about what's possible for everyone um, individually and collectively. Yeah. School's starting up next week in Canada. So to all the Canadian parents out there, good luck with back to school and to all of our American friends and friends around the world who are already in school. We hope things are going well. Godspeed, everyone. And we will be doing episodes every two weeks. We won't be doing mini shows this season. So we will talk to you again on September 16th. Good fast math. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And now it's time to pause for momentum. Still learning. Bring. School is in session. The uncertainty of what to expect gives way to the joy in finding yourself. Building a tribe, a home away from home, hearing new perspectives, forming your own opinions, perhaps for the very first time, succeeding at new skills, failing at others, the very best days mixed with new lows. Let's not lose sight of how it all feels. No longer the kids, we are the parents, still learning every step of the way. We acknowledge that Gaining Momentum is recorded, produced, and edited on the unceded territory of the Selic Okanagan people and the traditional lands of the Anishinaabe, Enina, Oji Cree, Dena, and Dakota peoples, and on the homeland of the Metis Nation. Gaining Momentum. Gaining hosted to make it an happy. With artwork by Catherine Katja. With music by Evan Dysart. Please check our show notes with each episode for more information on Catherine and Evan, plus how you can stay in touch with us through email, Instagram, and Facebook. We look forward to hearing from you.